Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Mark Titus. And I'm Charlotte Wilder. And we are going to start talking about one thing in sports and end up somewhere entirely different. And we don't even know where that is yet, which is the beauty of the show. Right, Mark? That is the show. You you hit the nail on the head, Charlotte. We are the People Sports Podcast. We talk about what the people want. And as it turns out, the people, more often than not, want chaos. And they want us to devolve into madness. So that's what we do on the show. Please join us. We are going to have some fun today. Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. My name is Mark Titus. She is Charlotte Wilder, and she is in my neighborhood right now. Weirdly, this is this is one of the more bizarre things. Uh, th- th- these are the times we're living in, Charlotte. I don't know if you heard, we're living in unprecedented, bizarre times. Um, and with that comes you and I doing a Zoom podcast when you are like two blocks away from my apartment right now. Tell the people what's going Less on here. Than- <laughs> okay, so I am I'm very excited because believe it or not, there's some big news in the world of the people today and next week because I am in LA. Mm-hmm. I got on a plane even though one of my friends described me as a COVID nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my apologies for being worried about a pandemic. Mm. It's like that's on me. Um, but so I got on an airplane and I came to LA and the rules in LA are that you have to quarantine mm-hmm. and so we're being very good and I'm in an Airbnb for 10 days by myself across the street, yeah, it's across the street. from one Mark Titus. Yeah. It is literally, I called Mark and I went outside and he went outside and we waved across the street to each other. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> you see him in the address, you're like, hey, I'm coming to LA. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe like, cause, cause you're gonna be here for a while, right? Like you're- uh, uh, Yeah, I'm here. It'll be like 17 days yeah. that I am. I'm here for and you. I uh, for my other show that I do with Tate uh, we are we started going back into the studio so I'm getting tested all the time now so I was like oh yeah maybe you know you'll you'll start getting tested we could do a show in studio we could you know maybe we could you know because again a theme of our show that we do together is that you and I have never met face to face ever ever so we were like oh my god is it going to happen now but then at this so you told me you're coming to LA and I got excited about that and then you said I said where are you gonna stay because LA is a big place a lot of sprawl <laughs> in this city and you're like Marina Del Rey I was like, oh my god I live there where in Marina Del Rey though because even then Marina Del Rey biggest marina in North America uh, that's what they tell me it's massive so like you could live you could stay in Marina Del Rey and still be a five to ten minute drive away from me and uh mm-hmm I'll, but I'm not. But I'll be damned <laughs> right across the street. So, yeah. Anyway. And then today I was going. I went for a walk. You know, I I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but I haven't encountered anyone else when leaving the yeah. building. So please don't report me to the authorities. I have been going outside yeah. to go for walks, which is and and runs, not to brag. Um, and I went for a walk today because things things started getting bad. Like I I realized that I was completely losing my mind. I almost bought a pair of leopard print New Balance sneakers. And I was like, we got to get out of here. So went for a walk and I was walking around looking at the boats and I texted you guys, uh, you know, our, our people sports podcast group chat. And I said, has anyone ever thought of Marina Del Bay? No. And that's when we knew things were no. really, really bad. Charlotte, no, don't. Don't say that no microphone. Marina Del Bay. Well, yeah, unbelievable. Know, I mean, unbelievable. Kind of, <laughs> kind of funny. I, I got a little bit of a chuckle out of it. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, <sighs> so that's the backstory on this. But um, the people have a real treat next week because Mark and I are finally going to be in the same uh-huh. place doing a show from the same table, I think. We think. I don't Maybe know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because who the hell knows what's going to happen. And I'm going to wake up with COVID. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're going <laughs> to. Sorry, that's not funny. I, I'm not. 
but you know knowing my luck at this point that's what you're gonna yeah yeah but uh, but that's the plan so uh anyway this is this is really bizarre because uh yeah i could just probably go out on my balcony and yell at you and you could hear what i'm saying but uh we're doing yeah i could hear anyway, you but- on the phone through the phone but also just in real life yeah yeah if you if you hear an echo during this podcast it's charlotte's microphone is picking me uh, you know like we're picking <laughs> each other up because she's like right next door and we could just uh right. anyway let's let's get into it charlotte let's uh let's give the people uh a podcast first of all i want to start with this like a kind of a I, I know you have emails for the end of the show uh as yeah. you usually do but i have a special uh comment from a fan of ours who uh i, I feel like we should address at the top uh my okay. mother texted me she listened to last week's show when we were talking about philip rivers briefly uh-huh. um uh-huh. and i made a comment like why even bother it, when you've played your whole career for the chargers why even bother going to indy for one year just to retire after that one year like why even do that and my mom uh-huh. texted me immediately after she heard it and she said because that was his 17th year in the nfl and 17 is his number and she goes i think i think he just wanted to get to number 17 and retire and I was like, "Oh my god, genius!" So, Mrs. Titus, yeah. you're you're at you're right. That's the only answer. So that has oh to be god. the answer. So it makes sense. So my mom was like, "Make sure you tell Charlotte that I I cracked the code." And uh, so there you go. I'm I'm telling you. Oh that. my gosh! <laughs> Thank you so much. We need to ask Phil Rivers about that. We need to get him on the yeah. show and your mom on the show and have her ask him because we can't take credit for an idea right. that's smart. That's way. She's way smarter than She's both way, of yeah, us smarter. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling that, that that interview would just be like, my mom goes, Phil, is this why you did it? And he'll go, yeah, yeah, that's why. And he'll go, All right, thanks, Phil. <laughs> All right, see ya. Um, Say hi to your kids for me. Uh, so what are we talking about today? There, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. Well, what? Well, go ahead. It's not so much what are we talking about. It's what aren't we talking mm, about. Mm-hmm. Because... The narratives of, I don't know if you guys heard, but Tom Brady's in his 15,000th Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And there are just so many storylines that, um, you know, you, Mahomes, Brady, blah, blah, blah. So we're, I think we need to talk about what we're not going to talk, talk about. Talk about what we're not we talking about. I like it. what we're really going to spend time on. I like, I like, is this a new segment? Are, are we, are we, we don't need to make it that official, but I like the idea. No, of that, I think like, we do. It's, we're, we're, here's what, like, we're definitely not talking about. And then we end up spending right. the whole show talking about what we're not going to talk about. Like, That's a show. Yeah, All right, see. <laughs> I mean, that is basically what we do anyway. Yeah. But um, I just, you know, the, the NFC championship and AFC championships, mm-hmm. we got to ride football out because soon we're not going to have anything to talk about. Right. Um, football wise so there're just so many headlines what are the what are the top things that you don't want to what talk about what i don't want to I, I don't want to talk about tom brady's goat status and whether he's more of a goat would you say he's more of a goat or uh did did the buccaneers defense carry him in the second half of this of the game against the packers to where like his goatness isn't is he's not as much his goatness hasn't gone up, Charlotte. It's just kind of the same goatness level. But then also Mahomes is a goat as well. But Rodgers is also the goat. And there's we we I, I make this joke uh, the show I do with Tate because we talk about obviously college basketball. And if you pay attention to college basketball recruiting, and God, I hope nobody does. But uh, if you, I certainly don't. If you do, yeah. you'll find that the the game is rigged and that. Every guy who is even halfway good is deemed a number one recruit in some capacity. He's like the number one recruit and then fill in the blank in America for his class. But then also, and and there's always like all these ways to say guys are number one recruits. Uh, So you'll have like a class of guys coming out of high school, like next year. And there's like five guys that are the number one recruit in the country. And you're like, how is that even possible? And I feel like that's (laughs) like mathematically that can't be true. That is what has happened with, 
goat quarterbacks it's like yes it's like how can how can seven guys playing at the exact same time be the goat i don't like right right, right. because it's what? it's not only mahomes and brady and then you toss in rogers but earlier this season it was russell wilson and then before that it was you know the rookie goat with justin herbert and it's just like we are mm-hmm. there's too many, too many greatness goats. yeah too many goats um so we're not i don't want to talk about, about that, that. No. I also don't want to talk about how if Mahomes beats Brady by transitive property, is he then the goat? I'll go. I'll go talk. Get it out. Yeah. Get it no out. No animals here. on this podcast. Uh, I, except for most. I also I don't want to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know you're you're a big Bills mafia person. Uh, I I have I have nothing but respect for the the Buffalo Bills. I I genuinely mean that. But um. I think what I learned from the AFC championship is that Josh Allen, uh, who had an MVP caliber season, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I think Rodgers is probably going to win, right? That's what we think is going to happen. Yeah, which is another thing we're not yeah, going to talk right. about. But, uh, Allen had a great year. He's a great quarterback. Some people going into this game against the Chiefs thought he might be better than Mahomes just in the sense of is Mahomes 100%. And, mm-hmm. man, Allen's been so good this year. And, man, the quarterback battle could be one and the same. Uh, first of all, Mahomes is better than Josh Allen. We, we've, we, I think that's – Right. How is that a conversation? But I think uh, I'm mad at myself for not realizing going into this game – how obvious it was that Josh Allen is not on the level of the other three quarterbacks, which is it's it's obvious in the sense of like what those guys have accomplished in their career. But I also realized he is not on their level because I know nothing about his family, and I, I realized that that is <laughs> what I've what I, 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 I from watching that game it hit me that like that's what it takes to be a, a truly elite. You, you know, you talk about like Joe, is Joe Flacco elite? Like that was like the the trope forever in the NFL, and then right. our buddy PFT commenter turned it into a brand and. Um, right. I think that is the elite marker of a quarterback in the NFL is do you know stuff about his family? Because and like weird, just stuff weird about stuff, his, like stuff we shouldn't probably right. know Be- about his family. That's so true. I I know nothing about the only thing I know about Josh Allen's family is that when his grandmother died, fans donated money to a hospital and built a wing in her honor. Oh, really? Which is like. That, but that's like not a bad. That's I, that's not even about his family. That's about the fan base. Yeah, really, I, at that level, I uh, I don't. To, to be clear, I don't want to know anything. I am not a. I don't. I don't need to know anything about anybody. 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 I do. Uh, I do have a, a, an Aaron Rodgers family story, though. But I don't know if I've told you this before. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like I don't want to know anything about these quarterbacks. But like I've I've found that. A quarterback who is truly goat, is truly elite, all that. Like you just kind of get stuff shoved in your face. Like I know that. Yes. I know that Tom Brady kisses his son on the mouth and is married <laughs> to a, a supermodel. I know nothing about Giselle. I've, and his sister is married to um, Kevin Euclid, who was on oh, the really? Red Sox. You know, I know who his sister is married to. It's stuff like that. I, I, I. By the way, I know nothing of Giselle. I know I've I've heard that Giselle is like a billion times more famous than Tom Brady. I I know literally nothing about her she other. Is. Than she's a model. She is, I don't yeah. know what is what does she model? Does she model stuff? I know an <laughs> embarrassing amount of um, about Giselle. But I know that Tom Brady's married to this woman. I know that Patrick yep. Mahomes' fiance and brother are making waves for being uh a little out there, some people would say, a little passionate about uh 
if, if we're going to soften I what people are saying. I don't even know for what, but people don't love them. Yeah, people, well, because they're just like crazy. They're just like, they're crazy <laughs> fans. And and that right. just, and, if I, and people are jealous. They're pissed off that like, you know, they get a Pat, they get they get to hang with Patrick Mahomes, whatever. Right. I didn't want to know about that, but I've I've come to find out about that. And then, as you said, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I have never once said to myself, like, man, I would love to know more about Aaron Rodgers' family, and yet I feel like I know. That's all. That's all people talk about with the guy. Uh, and then it hit me. I was like, I know nothing about Josh Allen. He, is he truly elite? It, it, unless unless people are shoving facts about like his relationship with his family in front of my face, I don't know. I don't. Yes. I, can we say he's elite? I don't know. So anyway. No, I think that's exactly right, Mark. I think that um, the only the mark of a truly I mean, even Russell Wilson, who's in the conversation occasionally, mm -hmm. we know that he's a big old weirdo and he's married to Sierra. And, like, <laughs> that's a whole thing, you know, like we know that. And I'm trying to think. I really don't. I, I, I'm trying to think what other quarterback I like know a lot. I mean, Phil Rivers has. I feel like Phil Rivers has a ton of kids. Like, who's know, who's the best quarterback that you know nothing about? And it's Josh that's Allen. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's Josh it's Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I know nothing about the guy, and uh, I think for him to really ascend to the next tier, uh, I have to have weirdos on the internet telling me facts about his personal life that I don't care to know. And, <laughs> and that's like, all I know. He, he made eats it. Eats and doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have to say that with with Aaron Rodgers, um, his brother. Jordan when mm -hmm. he was on The Bachelor I the reason that I got sucked into writing about The Bachelor was because Jordan Rogers was on it and I thought it was so funny that here's this guy who got cut from three practice squads who's Aaron Rodgers brother who's you know on mm -hmm. The Bachelorette so I I decided to do you know grading Jordan and Rogers performance on The Bachelorette each week as though it were um football you know mm -hmm. like week one week two yeah um and I wrote in one of these articles, uh, Jordan, if you're out there, if you're reading these, send me a smoke signal. Um, and he DMs me on Twitter and he sends me a bunch of like smoke and fire emojis and said, consider this your smoke signal. Uh, keep love the recaps. Keep being hard on me because apparently I was just being an asshole. Oh, really? about it. <laughs> and uh, which I was, but like you know, it was sort of in good fun. Yeah. Um, and I assumed that because this guy has DM'd me that he can't make it the whole way. Like I assume that there oh, is no yeah, way that this yeah. guy, he, he, I don't think it was, I mean, whatever it was, I was like, if you won, you're not going to be out there like doing this. But so I, each week I was like, well, next week's week he gets knocked off. And then he won the bachelor. Mm -hmm. The bachelor, and right? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. The yeah, bachelor. Yeah. It would be much cooler if he won <laughs> the bachelor to be honest. Um, but, uh, so I, he he put up these Instagrams after he won that the captions were all I was like, this feels a little uh, this feels like he Googled, you know, I love you and then put in whatever poster came up. So I reverse Googled the captions and he had taken them from captions from like. I love you posters from like on, Etsy. <laughs> you just yeah, or whatever. Like I found, I found corresponding phrases, and I was like, "What is going Live, on?" Live, laugh, so I, love. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote a the meanest article headline I've ever written, which I really regret, and I would like to apologize to Jordan Rogers for this. I wrote, "Jordan Rogers post bachelorette Instagrams will make you want to barf," um, which was really mean, and I hate that I did that. And then he unfollowed me, and. We had an opportunity to interview him at the Super Bowl a few years later, and he said he would rather not talk to me. So that's my wow. 
Yeah. And you've been carrying this all these years. Apologies yeah, to Jordan Rogers for. I would just like to apologize, no, I, but also you I don't know, think you're wrong. He told you to keep being hard on you. He gave yeah, you the okay, like, just, and, and thank you. And you got to call. Listen, if, if if you're gonna just rip stuff from, if you're gonna if you're gonna caption "Live, Laugh, Love" on your pictures, then you deserve you deserve all the smoke that you're sending his way. Thank you. Um, I, yeah. I think you're fine, Charlotte. I think that's okay. And thanks. Uh, by the I never, never, we're not talking about. It. I, I just remember, I was I was gonna go down another. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember, there are a lot of ways we could go with this. This is what we're not talking about. We're not talking what about. What are this. we talking about? Mark? I want to talk about this because uh, I I am so fascinated by um, these these decisions that were made in this game. So the mm-hmm. theme coming out of the games, other than like the big picture narratives, which is obviously the quarterbacks, the, uh, yeah. the theme of the individual games we saw this past weekend were decision making from the coaches of the bills and the Packers in the sense of uh, choosing to kick field goals instead of going for touchdowns. Um, which has been a narrative through the whole playoffs, right? Right. right. That's been something everybody's talking about that so, then once again, reared its head. So the bills, uh, uh, kicked a few, I think two, twice they kind of were close yeah. and they kicked field goals against the Chiefs and the internet went crazy. They're like, you can't, you cannot, you you just, uh, an offense that good, you cannot trade field goals for touchdowns. You're going to lose. You're always going to lose. You might as well punt is what people are saying. Uh, never mind the fact that if the Bills go for it and don't score a touchdown, people would be losing their minds saying, you can't leave points on the field against the Kansas City right. Chiefs, against this offense. Right. As it turns out, you know, the way to beat the Chiefs, Charlotte, is to match them touchdown for touchdown. That's like, that's what the internet decided. They're like, hey, Bills, why don't you try that? It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. That's what we're trying. It's not working. It's, They're good. What's your, bit, what's your bit on Twitter with scoring points? Oh, you, you have, have to make to shots. That's a, that's a basketball thing. Like, well, you, you, yeah. yeah. Coaches, that's, that's the, the, that's the, the cliche. Yeah. That's it's, the NFL equivalent. Like, you got to go touchdown. You got to go touchdown, man. And it's like, oh, really? It's Is simple. That how math works? You dominate the line of scrimmage. And you match the Chiefs touchdown for touchdown. You control the the tempo of the game. And that's how you beat right. the Kansas City Chiefs. And every coach is like watching these talking head shows. And they're like, no shit, dude. We're trying. <laughs> I just think of the... Uh, right. They're like, what do you think, I think it's we're trying C- to CJ McCollum. Here? Everybody texted uh, or tweeted at the... I'm trying, Jennifer. I'm trying, Jennifer. Yeah, that's what I feel like all the coaches that play the Chiefs are... I'm trying, Jennifer. Okay, we're trying. Like we don't know what else Sean to do. Sean McDermott's yeah. out there being like, I really don't know um, what you want from me. So yeah, the Bills. Uh, as it turns out, the Chiefs are just better than the Bills. And sometimes in sports, Charlotte, that's okay. You know, like yep. you can't. Not every team's going to win the Super Bowl. Not every team's going to. You know, so whatever. I I wasn't really that worried about that one. Um, even though people were going crazy and and seemed to believe that if the Bills would have gone for it, maybe they beat the Chiefs. The one that really was fascinating to me was the fallout of the Packers Buccaneers because this one was more. Of a like the Bills will the Bills situation was more of like a big picture philosophical yes. thing with like should you go for touchdowns against the Chiefs the Packers was a moment in time like this is a decision that has to be made uh, and for those who didn't watch the game or don't remember the Packers were down by eight to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, they had it was fourth and goal from the eight yard line. Um, and there was a little over two, there was like two minutes, 15 seconds, 10, I forget exactly what, but over two minutes, they had three timeouts left. And the decision is, do you kick a field goal, cut the game to five points, try to stop Tom Brady because you have you have three timeouts plus the two minute warning. So there's plenty of time mm-hmm. to like, theoretically, if, if, if you can force a three and out, get the ball back, 
Packers march down the field, score a touchdown, they win the game. So that's that's one yes. way. The other thing is you're down by eight, which is technically one possession. You have the ball in the eight yard line. Just punch it into the end zone. It's that easy. Just make shots. Just punch the ball into the end zone. <laughs> just run the same thing again. Get the two point conversion. Now we have a tie game. Um, and that's what I think most of America wanted to see Matt, Matt LaFleur do, including Aaron Rodgers, who has since yes. said, I, I thought we were in four down territory, which I'm going to call bullshit on here in a second. But, uh, uh, so that was the decision is like, do you, do you take the points? Do you try to tie the game now? Um, Matt LaFleur decided to kick the field goal. Uh, he cut the game to five points. The Packers then kick off, and then the Buccaneers get a couple first downs and run out the clock, and everyone's pulling their hair out like, you absolute moron. You idiot. Yep. You dummy. Yep. It's like you had Aaron Rodgers, and you didn't go for it. And you it. didn't go for it, and you gave the ball back to Tom Brady, and you never saw the ball again. You deserve to lose. You deserve to be fired. You deserve... Your 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 children deserve to never the floor, be happy. The, the ground to open <laughs> yeah, up and swallow yeah. you into the depths of hell, yeah. Matt Lafleur. Yeah, right. and uh, I was just so fascinated. So, like, I guess we can talk about the decision like quickly, but like, I'm more fascinated by the idea of just like finding these moments in games uh, where suddenly you you find yourself in a position as a coach where you're like, I'm screwed no matter what I decide. Yes. And that's why they paid him the big bucks, I guess. But like, it's just fascinating to me that, um, cause in the moment, my, my take on it, which like, I don't want, I, I don't want this to be our shows where we're like giving our take on it, but, uh, you know, right. I will share my, no, I think it, but it helps to give your take so that when we move yeah. on, we have a baseline of what your take is. Cause I have a, I have a, not so much a hot take, but I have very strong opinions on this. Yeah, I I thought in the moment, I thought kicking the field goal was fine. I thought I, okay. I, I wasn't like definitely kicked the field goal, but he kicked it. And I was like, I see what he's doing. There's plenty of time left. Uh, my my thought process was uh, you and, and maybe this was Lafleur's. I haven't really paid attention to how much he's talked about it, but uh, um, I don't think he said. I don't much. think he said much. <laughs> you, Charlotte, you have to give the ball back to Tom Brady anyway. Even if you go for it, you get the touchdown, you get the two-point conversion, it's a tie game. Guess what's going to probably happen? You're going to kick off to Tom Brady. He's going to milk the clock, kick a 40-yard field goal for the win at the buzzer, and you lose anyway. Like There there was no world in which you're not giving the ball back to Tom Brady and need to stop him. So like this idea of why would you give it back to Tom Brady? Because you have to. You, there's no other mm-hmm. option. You have to give the ball back to Tom Brady. So I, I thought... Kicking the field goal was the right call, mostly also because uh, the Packers had it first and goal from the eight-yard line. They threw an incomplete mm-hmm. pass. They had second and goal from the eight-yard line. They threw an incomplete <laughs> pass. They had third and goal from the eight-yard line. They threw an incomplete pass. And suddenly, America was like, I guarantee the fourth down play would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that's going to do it's it. It's going to do it. I know the first three didn't work, but the fourth down. And by the way, uh, I said I would bring this back up. Aaron Rodgers has since kind of hinted at, and by hinted at, I mean directly said that he believed they were in four down territory. So in his mind, he thought that they were definitely going to go for it on fourth down. I call bullshit on that because uh, on the third down play, He's scrambling and he had a wide open lane and I don't I don't think he was going to score a touchdown. I, some people thought like he could have just tucked it and tried to run for a touchdown. I don't think he was going to score right. a touchdown. Someone would have caught him before he got to the the end zone. But if you truly believed he was in four down territory, why not run the ball in that position? Uh, pick up a few yards and now it's fourth and goal from the four yard line or the three yard line. It's much more manageable than trying to throw it into double coverage. Um, so the whole thing was just like crazy to me. And and like I said, like, I, I care less about arguing about my position on it and more about mm-hmm. the, this idea that like everybody, everybody thinks Matt LaFleur is a boob 
for, so- for <laughs> <laughs> they think he's a boob for kicking a field goal. And I'm like, is he? I don't know. That's a that's an impossible decision to make because that's the title of this podcast. Yeah, Matt Lafleur's Matt a boob. LaFleur a boob. <laughs> so okay, Mark. Here I have a few thoughts. Um, one, yes, I think coaches get killed no matter what, and I think that people sitting at home take it out on the coaches and think that they would make a better decision in that circumstance, not factoring in the pressure of the situation. The fact that decision fatigue is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's like scientifically proven that the more decisions you have to make, the harder it is to make decisions. Mm-hmm. That's why you know Obama would wear the same suit every day mm-hmm. because he was like, that's one decision I don't have to make. Okay, factor that in. You're you're it's a chess match. You're trying to I I think coaches sometimes end up galaxy braining themselves Mm -hmm. where they sort of play, you know, like, okay, if I do have to give the ball back to Tom Brady anyway, is it better to be down by five than to be down? If if you look at the numbers of the situation, which I did not to brag, the the win probability for the Packers was 10 percent when they had the ball. Yeah, it it, no, it would have been 10 percent if they had gone for it and made it mm. and it was seven percent kicking a field goal that's only a three percent and that's if they make in, it yes yeah, that's if, if they, they make, make the so it's like yeah. everybody's saying that there's this you know big clear answer it's like there there kind of wasn't but i know how coaches can avoid ever being in this situation for getting killed it's the only way you can protect yourself as a coach and it's that you either have to always kick mm-hmm. or punt or you always go for it. Yeah. If your thing is a coach, like there was that high school coach, um, Kevin Kelly, I think his name was a few years ago, who never punted. He was like, we never punt. They won three state championships, mm-hmm. I think in Arkansas. And so if if you're Matt LaFleur and you're like, well, we always punt and we always kick. field goals. We people always, will be like, well, that's, that's what, what he does. does. Well, but a- if you always go for it, people are like, well, that's what, like people are, so, fans are so dumb that we just accept whatever a guy's thing is. And we're like, oh, well, that's his thing. Guess guess you couldn't change it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I That's my theory. I, I like that idea because uh, the, the, the thing, the, the example that jumps out to me as a college basketball guy is Roy Williams, uh, the head coach of North Carolina. Um, yes. He is famous, maybe infamous at times, for not calling timeouts at the end of games. Like when a situation, you know, North Carolina's down by one, they get a stop, they get the rebound, there's 12 seconds left, and now his team's going the other way. He is not calling timeout to draw up a play. He's letting it go. He's saying, I trust my guys. And Which I love. Yeah, I love and his that. philosophy is that he doesn't want to call timeout and let the defense set something up and all that. He, he just trusts that, like, my players are better than your players, and we're going to make the play to win the game. And it's backfired sometimes. Other times it works. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, – But at least it's always his But it's thing. always his so thing. people are like, so, that's yeah, his thing. So if you're watching North Carolina, uh, and and maybe you could do this this year. Maybe they'll find themselves in a position this year. And you, you're, you're someone who tweets, like, what the hell is Roy doing? Why is he not calling timeout? Out, you're gonna get killed for it everyone's gonna be like exactly. you moron this is what he always does um so yeah i think you might be onto something because then then you don't have to answer those questions and i mean like with roy if it backfires and he's in a post-game press conference and someone asks him he's like you dumbass that's what i always do and then right and it's it's also yeah. statistically if you always go for it then you can't you are li- likely to make fewer mistakes because if you always go for it and half the time you're supposed to go for it then half the time you will yeah but if you're doing it 
situation by situation, and you can get it wrong 100% of the time right. by virtue of being right. able to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you kind of math wise, if, if I mean, guess, I'm usually bad at math, but I think I'm right in this situation. If you guess heads every single time on a coin flip, at some point, it, they're like over time, you're going to win yes. half of them. Exactly. But if you try to like guess, I guess it's the same. That's a bad example because that, no, no, no. That's exactly what I was thinking. But if you guess like tails three times in a row and it's heads three times, and you're like, well, shit, I better guess heads. Then it's gonna like switch <laughs> to you know, and like you keep trying to hit the moving target. Yeah. I'm sure that's that's but the, the answer, Matt Lafleur. I'm here if you want to hire me as your analytics nerd. I, I can, don't know how to use Excel. By the way, we'll I, figure it I out. can feel all of the listeners pulling their hair out. They're like, "No, you moron! You're still 50-50 chance, even if you did that too." <laughs> Bad example, but you know what I mean. Uh, that sometimes it's better it. to just have your I thought it sounded right. Have your system write it out and say, "I trust this." Yes. Um, yeah, Lafleur, I will defend you. Uh, I, uh, I they were, th- here's the thing: they were going to lose anyway because again, you had to I give know. the ball back to Tom Brady, even if they go for it even if they get the touchdown even if they get the two-point conversion even if they stop tom brady who had two minutes left and is the greatest of all time and is you know they're probably almost certainly going to kick a field goal for the win even if all those things happen for the packers which is what people wanted them to do the game goes to overtime and you lose the coin flip and and then tom Brady Tom brady wins like it's everyone pretends like if the all if Matt LaFleur just would have said let's go for it then the Packers would be in the Super Bowl right now no right the, the fact no. of the matter is they were screwed either way and uh he couldn't win and I guess that is what's fascinating to me is just like uh you know not not that we need to I I don't mean to like pay attention to, to Twitter trolls or like let Twitter whatever but uh it's I don't think it's just Twitter because I think like everybody is that that is like the big talking point coming out of this is like is Matt LaFleur was that the right decision and and yes. and now like there's there's talk about Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay and and are they mismanaging Rodgers and like Bay. it's there's this big fallout and I know it wasn't from that moment in time but it's like that's kind of the straw that broke the back maybe and oh my god is this relation and it's like what for like that's not the well, problem. It's also Wasn't that so decision? Funny so because people before the game were like, "Wow, Rodgers and Lafleur finally figured it out, and he learned a new offense, even though he didn't want to." Yeah. And isn't this a great partnership? Right. And then Matt Lafleur makes one wrong decision, which you know, okay, sure, it was, or doesn't give the ball to Rod. Like whatever happens with that coaching, they're like, "Well, you know, the the relationship was on the rocks," and you're right. like, "Which what? was it?" Yeah, and. Which was and, it? Yeah, this idea that he should have given the ball to Rodgers to make a play. He did three times in a row. And Rodgers did like, what? What are we talking about? If, if Rodgers so, is so good, and I think Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I would rather watch Aaron Rodgers play quarterback than any other quarter. Like, I, I don't care. Again, we're not going to talk about goats and not goats and all that. Well, people but think terms, that you've gone full Marina Del Bay, yeah. but you're really just Midwestern <laughs> Midwest- Mark. No, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback to watch play the position of quarterback of all time that I've ever seen. He's so, so yes. good. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm I'm not a Rodgers hater when I say this, and I I, I love him uh, in, in the same way you hate his brother. Uh, but... <laughs> If Aaron Rodgers is that good that we can pretend that like if if the Packers just go for it on fourth down and put the ball in the goat's hands, one of many goat's hands to make a play, 
why didn't Aaron Rodgers have that mindset the first three played? When it was first and goal from the eight, right. second and goal from the eight, third and goal from the eight. If it's that easy for him, he should have <laughs> I don't know. Here's an idea. It's like he had three tries. Score a touchdown on another play, Aaron. Um, so I it, just the whole conversation around it is so stupid. And it just it's, right. it's fascinating to me because uh, for the most part, coaching is not that hard in the sense that like, I think maybe football coaching is probably harder, but like basketball is certainly not. It's like we're going to put the ball in our best player's hands and we're going to let him. Right. And the same with baseball for the most part. It's like you set the lineup and then you sit there and scratch your nuts and spit sunflower seeds out. <laughs> like it's not that hard, but every so often situations mm-hmm. arise and you're like, ah, that's why this guy's getting paid millions and millions of dollars is, right, is for these moments the right thing. here. Yeah. And this is the heart of the show is that if LaFleur had made the right decision there, if somehow they'd won the game, that decision becomes a great decision Mm -hmm. and he is held up as the greatest. It's like Andy Reid going for it with a backup quarterback. If Chad Henney had thrown an interception in the AFC When they went for it on fourth down, yeah. He would have been killed and people would have been like, Andy Reid, I don't know, the Hall of Fame question. The game passed him by, Charlotte. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's these decisions that people make where you're kind of you, if you high risk high reward yep. um if you you're either killed for it or that same decision something breaks slightly different and it's probably something that's out of your control to be honest yeah. well, like the Andy Reid can't decide whether Chad exactly. throws an interception or not he can hope he doesn't but like those are the things and so there's so many instances across sports where those decisions are the pivotal point in how we think about legacies. Right, even. right. Charlotte, they don't call pass interference on the Packers, which I, it was pass yeah. interference, but it was also, you know, something that was happening all game. So uh, whatever. They're, like, it, it's very conceivable the refs don't throw the flag on that third down pass interference for the Packers. Uh, the, the Buccaneers are punting. And Aaron Rodgers right. has the ball down five. Needing to like, then Matt Lafleur sitting there like, suck it, everybody. I was yeah, right. He's a like king. we're right here. We're in position now. It's on Aaron Rodgers to make the play, and you know, like it was right there. It was, and, and like you said, it was something outside of his control, which is his player. Uh, who was it? King was it? Kevin King is that the guy's name yeah. that was getting burned yeah. left and right? He had a horrible game he had, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> he he was bad all day. He uh, right. anyway. I, I'm just so fascinated by that, and I, I kind of I, I wanted to talk about that. Is like th- these decisions we, we we've kind of outlined it a little bit. My question to you is like, what other moments in sports? Like I talked about Roy Williams calling the timeout. That's one that stands out yes. to me in basketball. The other big one in basketball, which uh, uh, also <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Uh, also, Roy Williams last year against Duke. Uh, yeah. It came back to bite him, which was, I don't mean to pick, I didn't mean for this to be a pick on Roy Williams show, but um, the fouling up three. So when you're up by three, there's, uh, you're, you're playing defense. The other team needs a three to tie the game. Do you foul or not foul? I think the old school way of thinking for the longest time was like, you don't foul because uh, th- that like the idea of fouling just in general, fouling on purpose. Well, it's like it's a gentleman's game. Yeah. Also that, yeah, it's like, that. that's stupid. Why would you purposely screw up quote unquote? Or right. like what? And also why would you give them free points? Cause if you foul them and, and send a team to the free throw line uh, to shoot free throws, you know, the, the, the thinking is they can only shoot two free throws. So that you're still going to be up by one, even if they make both. But um, some coaches were like, why would I give them free points? Why don't I just stop them? Exactly. And, um, but the, the new age thinking is that, as I just said, like you're up by three. So if you foul them, 
if, if first of all, if you're not in the bonus, I, I'm, I'm getting all over the place. But if the, if you're, if the other team's not in the bonus, if you foul yeah. them, they have to take it out of bounds, which right. that makes a lot of sense. But uh, even if they are in the bonus, they shoot two free throws. Even if they make them both, you get to take it out. You, you, there's three seconds left. You're up by one. You win the game. It basically. doesn't matter how much you win. By. Exactly. So uh, last year, Roy Williams against Duke <laughs> fouled. And I don't know if anybody remember this, but it was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. And then Duke made the first, missed the second. There was a scramble for the offensive rebound. They hit the last <laughs> second shot to send it to overtime. And then there's like a, and then they lose an overtime on a similarly absurd thing. And I was watching that game with Tate and, uh, Sometimes things are so – like, I don't cheer against North Carolina when I'm watching games with Tate. I do want my friends to be happy. But sometimes yeah. something so absurd happens that you just have to laugh. And, man, I felt like such an asshole at this North Carolina bar just laughing my ass off at the way that <laughs> Oh, you were at a bar? I was you at were, a North oh Carolina God, bar in L.A. Yeah. And the, they lost. Oh, that's and they like were, the worst place to be at a North Carolina bar. They were up big on Duke, and I, I literally was like, I, I was, I was looking around, telling everybody, I was like, what could go wrong? Or you guys are, you guys are killing them. This is awesome. You guys are gonna win. Oh it's, no! And because uh, I had this, I have this reputation as a North Carolina curse that when I watch games with Tate, they choke it away. So uh, I was like, oh my god, we did it. We're gonna beat. Like I was saying, we because I'm like, not only you beat the curse. Yeah, like I was you, like, we, I, we right. did it, Tate. Like I'm not a curse. We're gonna beat Duke. Everything's fine. Line. You can invite me to games. Because right, you're not anti North Carolina. Mm, not at all. And then uh stuff started happening and then they <laughs> lost in that way. And I was in this bar in North Carolina and this like or in LA, but it was a North Carolina bar, and all these people are shooting daggers at me like, you son of a bitch. And I was like, It's pretty funny. Just backing I I think, Homer Simpson I, back into the bushes, <laughs> just like <laughs> I would have been I would have been doing the exact same thing. Sometimes when things go wrong, I just, it, it's a thing that runs in my family. My aunt and my grandmother do it too. So sometimes if the three of us are around and something's going terribly wrong and we're just like cracking up yeah. and it really makes other people in the family that the, those are the moments I live for um, in sports where I don't have anything at stake, mm -hmm. right? Where the coach does something so boneheaded that you're just like, cause the whole point of coaching to me is that I want to think that these these people are smarter than I am, that like they somehow know how to do this better than I do. So when they make a decision that I can't explain away. Yeah. And I feel like I've talked about this before on the on the podcast, but one that really, really haunts me. Oh, I talked about it when um when Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell. Mm -hmm. When his when the World those Series, are yeah. I think in I think the worst I think the equivalent of a Lafleur to kick or not to kick in baseball is do you leave your starting pitcher in when he's crushing it or do you not? Mm -hmm. Because okay, so so Blake Snell is absolutely destroying the Dodgers. They can't hit him at all. And analytics say that if you face the same pitcher three times, you're gonna start hitting. You're gonna eventually like think so yeah. Kevin Cash pulls Blake Snell. Twitter freaks out. They're like, how could you do that? He's Blake Snell himself freaks out. I freak out. Mm -hmm. And then um, the Dodgers score a bunch of runs and win the World Series. Yep. And at the time, that to me felt in as inexplicable as, um, you know, the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts, which is what I talked about. But it, in people forget, in the 2003 ALCS, which was one of my worst losses mm -hmm. ever that we recently talked about, Grady Little left Pedro in, mm -hmm. and Pedro and and Pedro just started getting lit up. Mm -hmm. So honestly, say say Blake Snell stayed in, 
And what if something does go wrong? You're not right. guaranteed that this guy is going to continue doing it. Well, All of a sudden, Cash is a hero. As it is, he's skewered. So, you know, like, it's, it's, it's just brutal. impossible. That's what I said. If like, I were a coach, I would hate fans so much. Being a baseball manager looks like it's the easiest job in the world 98% of the time. And then those decisions come up and you're like, oh my God, I would rather have any other job in sports than to be the guy that has to make this decision. Uh, sp- oh my God, totally. Speaking of 2003, that was the, the that was kind of the same thing with the the Bartman. I mean, I, I talked about it too as a, as the Cubs fan, the, the, the NLCS with the, the whole Bartman situation. Everyone turned to Steve Bartman as the scapegoat, but that the, the theme looking back on it with a rational mind was that Mark Pryor was left in the game maybe for too long because he was he was killing. He was mowing down the Marlins, and then he just kind of lost in the eighth inning. And uh, totally same thing. That- speaking of speaking of the Cubs in the 2016 World Series, Joe Madden, the manager, made a bunch of boneheaded calls. Yeah. And if the Cubs don't win there, he goes down as the if the he Cubs wrote, don't win Game Seven in overtime, he goes down as the worst baseball well, decision maker. I know ever. He, he was he was out of his mind that entire season, and uh, it, it always worked. <laughs> he really was. He was like suicide squeezing, and like he, it, he he was doing just like the craziest stuff. Wait, what is that? What is suicide squeezing? I've never heard that before. Well, I mean, it's just squeeze. I I, I guess I don't remember what the, what is squeezing. A squeeze play is the guys on third base, and it's uh, he. He basically steals home as the a bun is happening. You probably don't. It probably doesn't. Ha- it probably doesn't happen a lot in the American League. Maybe I don't know. But it's a. It's a. Uh, I, I remember they were playing the Mariners. I forget who was it. Was it John Lester that bun it? God, man, I, I apologize to Cubs fans listening that I don't remember this. But I stayed up really <laughs> late. They were playing a a super. It, it go. It was on ESPN. It goes into extra innings, and the Cubs won on a squeeze in like extra innings, and it was the most absurd mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. And uh, <laughs> so you have a guy on third base, and he it's basically a hit and run with a bun. Right. So the guy takes right. off running and. The I- oh, I love that. The idea is if the bunt, if you whiff on the bunt, the catcher's just going to catch it and tag the guy and be like, you idiot. <laughs> so it has to be a good bunt. It has to be, it's like a, it's a high stakes play, but when it works, it's like, it's like you robbed a, it's like you robbed a casino and you got out and you're like, wow, we I did it. And you're like running, for that. you're running away. I um, love it. So, I Give me those all yeah. day long, like trick plays yeah. in football, like those sorts of things in baseball. I think, I mean, I'm the girl who goes to Vegas and puts all my chips down on one yeah. roulette square. That was, and I'm just like, let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I always uh, lose hundreds of dollars, but it's really exciting. So Joe Madden that entire year uh, and the Cubs at large were just, they they were doing that one after another, and it, and that's how I knew we were going to win the World Series because it kept working, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. we're not cursed. How could you be cursed if Javier Baez stole home in Game One of the NLCS against the Dodgers? I was at the game in Wrigley Field. Uh, I I lost my money. He stole home. I was like, what the hell? I forgot about that. He just took I off and ran and scored. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What just happened? Um, and then and then Joe Madden throughout the playoffs. So Araldus Chapman, he knew that he was not going to be back with the Cubs. Uh, he also is not like a, he just pitched the hell. He out knew of he him. also wasn't a great human being, so he's like, I don't care about this guy. But he could throw a fast. He could throw it pretty fast. So he just like rode that dude and was just like, you're you're going out in the sixth inning. He didn't actually do that, yeah. but it felt that way. It felt like he was. Veraldis was like, I only pitch in the ninth. He's like, you're pitching five innings tonight. Get out there. No, no, no. He would put him in. Didn't he put him in like at the in the seventh regularly? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everyone yeah. was like, what yeah. Veraldis was like, my arm. I don't feel my arm. He's like, that's all right. We're not going to need it after he's tonight. Like, well, should have thought of that. Before you became a pitcher, my dear. Yeah. So, and then they gave up a home run for the Indians to tie it because Araldis was had a noodle arm, and then, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> 
But th- that's what I mean. Like yeah. Madden made decision. Madden played like he was driving a Ferrari right. over the speed limit in a residential but- area. And I think that that is, I love that kind of coaching. I love that kind of management because I'm like, if you're not doing that, like the worst thing is if a coach is, getting killed for being too conservative the way that like cash was killed or the way that Lafleur is killed. It's sort of like, Hey, you wimp. Like, yeah, what you're, are you thinking? Yeah. Are you even a real man? And and if you're like, if you're just going pedal to the metal, people have to be like, okay, well this guy's clearly nuts and he's maybe bad at what he does. But like we kind of begrudgingly respect to him. your point earlier, uh, Joe Madden stuck to it to where like, even, even if the Cubs, cho- I mean, Let's be honest. If the Cubs choke in Game Seven of the World Series because Aroldis Chapman has a noodle arm and gives up a home run, I don't think Cubs fans are going to be like, "No, it's okay. That's who Joe was all season." But the right. the the, <laughs> the idea is there that like I w- when he was making these decisions, I was not surprised by it because that's who Joe exactly. Madden was the entire season. That's who he's always been. Uh, so to your earlier point of like, if you just establish an identity, then people don't question it as much. We still would have questioned it. Because, but you would have understood. I would have understood. understood. Yeah, I would have questioned the the gods. I wouldn't have questioned Joe Madden. I would have questioned God. I would have been like, "Why do you hate me?" (laughs) Right. Or Chapman. But it's also it's also sort of like I think to me the worst part about these things is when you don't understand them. Like the thing that I've talked about way too often is Buck Showalter not pitching the best reliever. Yeah. in the league at the time, Zach Britton, in a wild card game, which is one game, which is where if you don't win, you are not moving on. Yeah. And yet he didn't pitch him so that he could rest him for the next but game. But again, Charlotte, if the Orioles win and Zach Britton's got a fresh he, arm exactly, and he's mowing people down in the next series, you're like, thank God we got to, you know, which is stupid. <laughs> I actually don't so agree with much, that. But, but there's still. so much, yeah. there is so much luck involved in these things that people forget that the probabilities, like if you start diving into the stats of all of it, like there, there's a chance that these things are, are going you, to work. Yeah. But there's so much you can't control in sports because it's sports, and that's the whole point, and that's why there's so much fun, that people think that coaches should be able to see the future. Right. I I think you hit it right there, is that uh, part of what makes these decisions so fascinating to me is that in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways, um, especially like baseball, definitely baseball, but in a lot of ways, sports are are sort of becoming too efficient. They're becoming, quote-unquote, solved, is I think the way people describe it, that like... Uh, it, it's become it's become obvious that this is the only way to do something because this is the, the the analytics say this is the most efficient way to do it. This is how you have to do it, and it takes a lot of the guesswork out of making decisions. But every so often, something arises where yes. it's like I don't. I, I mean, the analytics kind of say this, but like, are the analytics right in this regard? And like, there's this other piece of context you have to take into account of like, yeah, I know it says our win probability will go up one percent, but it's Tom Brady on the other side of the field. Like, exactly. Does it does, exactly. it does it factor in that that Tom Brady's the? Um, so and that's what people. Yeah. That's like those moments are what people, what fans, especially like more old school, you know, analytics haters love, love, yeah. love because like me, they're me. like, see, old school guys. Yeah. I mean, well, same. Like, I go both ways. I'm like, you idiot. Do you like there's humanity involved? You know, Mm -hmm. like people want to believe that there is much more 
agency mm-hmm. that that individuals have agency in sports in a way that the numbers do not allow for and that's yeah. true like you need a mix of these things but it's so easy i feel like the numbers really have started giving people an excuse to be like you idiot yeah you know? right like, right yeah the, the the that's yeah I'm, I'm i'm very old i mean i i I guess I'm not very old. There, there are guys more old school than I am. Like I don't, I don't. Think... In a few weeks, we're gonna do like Mark's most dad takes yeah. about sports. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> because Which, there's so many good. There ones. are a lot. Yeah, I, I am definitely. As I get older, I get even older. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're aging exponentially. I'm aging exponentially. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the big one in basketball that pisses me off is is people genuinely do not believe. Th- there are nerds out there in the world that genuinely do not believe in the hot hand. And anybody who's played basketball in their life knows hot hand is real. The hot hand is absolutely real, and you know that like. If if you've hit one three, your 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 chances of hitting the next one are higher. They just it just totally. like I I don't you could it's sh- confidence. It's human. You nature. could show you could show me empirical data data that is is irrefutable that that doesn't exist, and I will say I don't care. Like I've played my whole life, and when I'm hitting when I'm on. Like I, you, it's 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 unbelievable, and then the, the, the basket's <laughs> right. massive, and it's like a hey, real thing. We all saw the video of Melo hitting threes in the gym before last yeah, season. Yeah, right, right. But <laughs> don't tell me yeah, that's not a hot hand. The hot hand is real, and uh, feed the hot hand is my other comment. I would like to say a lot of. A lot of these these nerds playing pickup basketball don't know how to feed the high hand. If a guy's hit three in a row, you got to give him the ball in the fourth possession. Give him the ball. You what got do you it. Do? anyway? You got it. Hey guys, Charlotte Wilder here. I want to tell you about our brand new Fox Sports app and website, foxsports.com. It's reimagined for the modern sports fan. So go ahead, download the new app now. You don't even have to pause this episode to do it. Every day on the app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important sports stories of the day. Streaming live TV has also never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fans, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com. So here's, we are going to do something that I'm very Mm -hmm. excited about which is life decisions, coaching, coaching decisions in our, you know, little mortal lives that are high risk, high reward. Um, and you, you get killed if you do, or if you don't in a lot of circumstances, but before we get to that, are there any other things in sports that you thought of that are like this? Because uh, the only the only other one that stood out to me was uh, the, the, sometimes in in automobile racing the the pit decisions when your tires are worn down oh, yes. and there's like three laps left and the guy behind you's got fresh tires and you, and really you don't know one. if like should you know like we can't there's not enough time to pit and get new tires but also man he's really charging on us and he might pass us and it's like. 
I guess we're going to write it to the, but that even has be, kind of become solved in a lot of ways. Like even the, even the, there's charts for everything in racing now to where know, it's like, the chart says do this, but man, but I remember growing up, my dad was, my dad loved NASCAR and I grew up in Indiana. So like we'd go to the Indy 500 too, which is not NASCAR as a reminder, everybody, not NASCAR, right, right, right. IndyCar, something different, but we just loved racing. And uh, man, the old school approach of just like, like hearing the, the old heads talking about like, do you pair? No, nah, you're running into the ground. It's like, no, I don't think so, man. I think you need the fresh. And uh, yeah, there, there weren't computers back in the day. So you had, you had no idea. Right. What it's like you had to you figure just go it feel. out. Yeah. So do you know what the real the real world equivalent of that one is? Because I was thinking about this. It's whether, <laughs> this is going to be revealing about me. It's whether you um, if you're trying to beat the time that the GPS oh, says yeah, it will it, take yeah. you to drive somewhere, yeah. but you're running out of gas. Do you keep going mm -hmm. and hope that when the empty light is on, you have enough miles to cover yourself? Uh -huh. Or do you stop and get gas at the risk of not getting there faster than the GPS said you would? The GPS, the, the race against the GPS clock is, is an all-timer. Maybe it says something about like our competitive natures, but that is, I beat a GPS by 30 minutes a few weeks ago and it was one of the best days of my life where were you going i was driving from from um new jersey to maine and i beat it by 30 oh minutes oh my god i didn't stop once because i wanted to beat the time so badly i have a problem Mark. i took a road trip from ohio to basically vancouver i just did the whole like a, a northwest and then up into canada and uh me and my buddy went uh this is a, a boy a few years ago now mm -hmm. um and the same thing i remember the first day he he lived in uh madison wisconsin at the time so i went and picked him up and i drove from ohio to madison day one stayed at his place then we woke up the next day and we had to drive like to all the way to western montana and i remember it was like it might have been a thousand miles 1200 miles it was oh it was a ton of and uh i was in the zone and i drove the whole way and it was the oh same thing I, I think how I ended many up hours was that <sighs> well over like 12 yeah it was like 14 hours but i shaved an hour off of the gps and i remember oh. i remember when we would go make stops to pee or get food or whatever i was like yelling at him i'm like hurry up hurry up <laughs> <laughs> we're losing time and he's like okay he's like I we're not even going anywhere he's like well when we get to when we get to montana we're just gonna like pass out in the hotel anyway and i was like i don't care the gps says <laughs> We're going to get there at 11.30, and I'll be goddamned if I'm getting there a second after 10.30. A second after 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> that is also future, I mean, not future, uh, more evidence that we are dads. That's like such a yeah, dad yeah. move to be like, we're not stopping. Yeah. Um, so but, funny. Um, yeah, no, that's a, I think that's, that's it, though. I think, uh, I think the big ones for me that I would say are, are the basketball ones. Do you foul or yeah. not? Which I think most people agree you foul now, but sometimes it backfires and everyone's like, see, it's why you don't foul. Uh, <laughs> calling timeout on the final possession is actually the big one for me now. Yes. Because that is that goes either way. And like people could argue that till they're blue in the face. Uh, pulling the pitcher in baseball, which we talked about, and then I think yeah. pit stops with racing. I can't really think of. And then the and then the football, you know, going for going it, for not going it, for it. I, there's one more in football that I'll add, which is um, running the ball versus yeah. throwing. Like if you're if, because if you're the Buccaneers and you have to pick up the first down to like win quote unquote yes. win the game. Do you risk the interception potentially, or do you risk getting stuffed at the? Or if you pass, it stops the clock if it's incomplete. So it's like exactly. Do you, but if you run, like, like the defense knows you're running, so it's like you're probably it, it's kind of harder to well, pick it's up like, the first it's down. Even like, so. It's like Pete Carroll, 
that yeah. you know the, well, the that, yeah, one that, yard line. That was stupid. <laughs> you run that, it. that one's not a. That one was stupid. That There's one was legitimately stupid. There's some people who defend it, Mark. There's yeah. His name was Malcolm Butler. He defended it so well he <laughs> intercepted the pass, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I watched that was the one play. Of the best nights of my life. <laughs> um, okay, let's do real. Let's do real life. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear where this goes. So I, I frame this as basically can't win decisions in life. In life. You're, you 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 set it up well, but yeah, I, I these these are the moments in life where I'm stuck and I'm like, I know before I pull the trigger that I'm no matter what I decide, I'm gonna be a moron, I'm gonna be wrong, and that so sucks. So I framed it as slightly different. Okay. It's the same exact thing, but as high risk, high reward. Like the the if you make this, if you do the right thing, if this works, if this decision works See, out. You are a hero. This is the difference between if it doesn't. It's the most embarrassing thing ever. This is the difference between us: is that you're you're just an optimistic person, and you're like high risk, but high reward. Dude. And I'm just like, no, I'm gonna lose no matter what I do. I'm, it doesn't matter. Someone once told me, Mark. Someone once, a friend of mine once said, you know, Charlotte, you are. <laughs> he said, when I fall into a hole, I just hit the bottom and get absorbed by it. You fall into a hole and it's rubber and you just bounce, bounce right, right back, back yeah. up. And you're like, let's try again. Yeah. And I was like, well, it doesn't always feel like that in my head, but everything I say actually does. Yeah. It's ever hopeful. Like Ever hopeful. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want me to save my best one for last? or Yeah, please do. I, I didn't necessarily okay. rank mine. Um, I didn't so rank mine either. I just have one have that is All right, well, the yeah, ultimate. Save it for last. I would say out of the okay. gate, uh, the obvious ones that I didn't really put on my list, but I won't acknowledge them anyway, is uh, which lane to pick in a traffic jam. Um, you yes. know, like no matter which one you go in, it's going to be the one that yep. stops. And also kind of which lane to pick in a grocery aisle. Um, yes, or like a baggage drop at the airport. Right, yeah. No, like any line Anytime there's situation. a line. Yeah, and you're like, ooh, that one. That happened to me on the way to LA. I could either... I could get in a line that it's almost like oh, the worst one ever is when if you have TSA pre-check, yeah. but the TSA pre-check line is longer than the normal security line. You would go to the, the normal T one? No, no, no. Well, yes, sometimes. What? Sometimes I have, and I've gotten through much no, faster I don't than care. the TSA no, one. I don't care. I'm not taking, I swear to God. I, even if you're getting through fast, I'm not taking my shoes off. To hell with that. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> You're going with the with no, no I've done that no, before. I couldn't do it. I've done that. No. Yeah. All right. Okay. I well, can't do it. Sorry well, that well, I'll beat you to the gate. Uh, I mean, the few times that I don't f fly private, uh, I have to go. <laughs> okay, net jets over here. Um, yes, I also thought of those ones. That those aren't um, on my list. Yeah. The, yeah. What's oh. the first one that's that's less obvious that you? Uh, put down uh okay uh let me see here i'll just oh yeah i'll, I'll read them in order i wrote them down um my my first one is buying any sort of clothing uh, as a gift for uh women in my life whether it's my <laughs> sister my mom a romantic partner uh it does not matter what it is it does not matter if they tell me exactly what they want if I yeah. buy it, it will be the wrong size it will be the wrong fashion choice of like like if my mom's like, yeah, you know, I could really use some walking shoes. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I look up cool walking shoes for my mom. I know her size. I buy them. She's like, a little too much pink in these. I don't know if I like, you know, <laughs> it does not matter. I am over uh, throughout my entire life. I will never get over the time I bought my sister a track jacket. I was in high school. Uh, oh my God, I'm so excited to hear what this is. I was in high school. I had no money. Um, and I, I, 
women are just so hard to buy gifts for as is but my mom my mom became easy because my mom is uh very much into like uh spa type stuff like anything that massages or you know like any sort of gimmick massager or like a (laughs) bubble bath head tingly yeah yeah like yeah yeah you you just get her that like (laughs) anything that like makes you quote unquote like feel better you know like i just get my mom something like that so i'll just go to like brookstone or something when i was in high school and i'd buy like a like a foot foot bath or something um i loved that yeah but my sister was always hard and then one time i was walking through finish line and i saw this track jacket my sister was an athlete and uh she was in like probably eighth grade at the time or something and she's she's one of the cool chicks and all that and i found this like nike like track jacket and it had like little pink tones to it and like it looked cool it just looked cool looked like a looked like something my high school girlfriend would wear and i was like oh my sister will certainly love this and i bought it for her she opens it and was just like, uh, uh. Oh, and then no. that thing hung in her closet. My parents ended up selling the house that we grew up in like four or five years ago. I've, I've lost track of time now, but uh, I swear to God, that thing was still hanging in the closet and had not been worn oh, then. God. It broke my heart then. It breaks my heart now. And uh, anyway, so that's, that's on my list is just like, no matter what I buy, if it's anything related to clothing for women, I am going to get it wrong. No matter what. That is a really good one. So that's a really if you ever need help, just like shoot me a link <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like, don't, don't buy no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> buy this. Yeah. Um my so one that I thought of is um <laughs> this is awful and actually happened to me one time. Um telling your friend that you really hated their ex a day after they break up. <laughs> because you can either <laughs> you can either really help them and make them feel great about their decision and that's a you know that's a high reward you've been a good friend right you've been like you've helped them save themselves from a bad decision or they get back together a week later and you have to live with this when they get engaged when they right. get married right you, like that has that has happened that happened to me once where it was a friend who I wasn't it's not like one of my best friends or for anybody listening if you're my best friend I really do love your partner I think you made a great choice um but it was a friend that I you know had sort of recently become closer with and um she broke up with her boyfriend who I did not think was good enough for her and I made that very clear and 2 days later I got a text that they were back together and they are married mm. now. And that is a thing that I have had to live with. And I don't know. We've never addressed it. It's never been. So that's that's that's, that's a tough decision. I think I think breakups, yeah. the, the fallout of breakups in general is uh, you got to tread carefully because even even yeah, you don't do what I did, even <laughs> even if it's not your friend, even if it's yourself and you break up with someone and then your friends will try to tell you that they were garbage and you did and and that's even a dicey thing because it's basically if you're like yeah you know that girl i was dating was she sucked she was the worst whatever then you're kind of like putting yourself down because you're like dude you why did you spend four years with her then like you're also being like mean to the memories that yeah you had. And, like i'm sure there so were some great times you know unless yeah. it's a truly terrible person my but, like my advice to everyone that has friends and boy i hope that's all of our <laughs> listeners is uh the breakup, the, the 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 being the friend through the breakup is you just have to build that person up. You don't the, the other yes. person and the relationship is non-existent. 
You just focus on Go building your friend up. Just that's so positive true. That's vibes so to true. your friend. Don't worry about what the other person did to them or didn't do to them because that's that's a dangerous game. I yeah. have to this day never um, done that again. Yeah, I have never. I, bet, I, bet. I learned my lesson. I did learn my lesson. Okay, what's another uh, one? Another one I have. Uh, this one's pretty obvious. I think most guys... Shout out to all the shout out to all the fellas out there. Uh, this one is a trip to the hardware store, Charlotte. No matter what, if you're working on something around <laughs> the house, this could be women too. Could be Mark, women come too. on, I know. It was, it, it, come on, I love the hardware. File this store. under am I sexist? Seg- yeah, there you go. Seg- um, yeah, the trip to the hardware store. You're working on something Tell around the house. Tell me why though. This is a yeah. little perplexing to me. Okay, so you're working on something around the house. Say, <laughs> I don't know. You're. Uh, I, I can't think of what it is. You, you, you're, you're hanging something. You're hanging something. You're, you're mounting your TV. We'll say, and you don't have mark the tool van right, Titus. and you don't have all the parts because uh, you've you've moved from apartment to apartment and through moving, and you've lost like some of the bolts that you need to mount your TV or whatever. So you're like, all right, I got to figure out what I need to mount this thing. And you start measuring, and you measure thirty times, and you're you're measuring it out, and you kind of write down a list, and then you get to the hardware store, and you're looking at all the parts you need. And you're always going to forget something. You're always something you bought was the wrong size. Uh, you get back to your house, you, you realize you measured wrong. There's always something that goes wrong. Any a, a true do-it-yourself project or, or yeah, w- whatever, working on something around the house, um, you're, it hasn't actually begun until you've made your second trip back to the hardware store. <laughs> you know, it doesn't actually count as a do-it-yourself unless you had to go back to the. If you, if you go to the hardware store and you get everything you need, and you come back and you do the thing. Doesn't count. Was not a was not a project. Was not. <laughs> that's incredible. So, okay. That's the worst feeling. Is the first time you go to the hardware store and you know you're standing in line checking out and you're like, I know I'm going to be right back here, but I know there's also nothing I can do to stop it. No matter what I do right now, I am going we're to be right back here. We're going to give the ball back to Tom Brady, <laughs> yeah, and there's gonna, nothing we yeah, can do. There's to nothing stop I it. can do. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to kick a field goal, and uh, I'll be right back. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Okay, yeah. I love that. Um, so this is this is along the clothing lines. Um, waiting for whether do you buy a piece of clothing you really want, mm-hmm. or do you wait till it goes on sale? Ooh! Because if you buy it and then it goes on sale, you feel like an idiot. Uh-huh. But if you don't buy it and it never goes on sale or it sells out, you don't have the thing that you really wanted. Mm-hmm. It is very rare that you don't buy it and it goes on sale and you get it. That's that's a tough one. Thank <laughs> that, you. That, that's a good one. All right, one. what next on you, your list? No, I thought you were going, uh, the, the way you started, uh, sorry, my mind went somewhere else because the way you started framing it, I thought you were going to say the move of like trying to decide what size to get in terms of maybe you put on a little weight and now you want to buy something. You're like, Oh, well don't even get me started. Do I don't, you, I still don't really know my shoe size. It's just a problem. Do you, I never yeah. order the thing, right? Have you ever done time. that before where you've bought, where you're going to buy something and maybe you're, you put on a little weight or you're not in as great a shape as you used to be. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy a size down because I know that I'm going to get my ass in shape or the other way. Yes, Mark. I'm like, yes, I've done that. Duh. And then I've had to, re- and then a, two years late, I did that with this. Oh God, I did this with this great pair of jeans and I, they were a little tight in the fitting room, but I was like, you know what? We're, we're going to fit into we're these gonna- bad boys in a few weeks. And I, and they hang in my closet Dude. to this day. Mm. 
and they still don't fit. And they and haunt they just, you. They just they stare at you every time them. you open the closet. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I even did get into better shape, and they still don't fit. So it's just like an extra. That's been you know. That's been brutal for me going back to the studio with uh with Tate. We've been doing shows back. This we started that like last week, I think, and uh, right. I've had to put on jeans. I've had to put on real clothes. Oh, no. And God, I'm sorry. It Mark. has been. <laughs> It has been a battle. My my belt is my belt is screaming at me. It's like we, we're holding on as tight as we can. It's like Spider Man when he's when he's saving the the subway. And he's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Those buttons are working yeah. overtime. Uh, speaking of speaking of being overweight, my the next one on my list is uh, group pizza orders. If you're in charge of ordering pizza for oh. the group. No matter what That's you do, you are going to get there. You're going to order a pizza that at the end of the night, no one touched. Uh, I, I am very firm in my belief that the only toppings that belong on pizza is meat. If you're not putting meat on pizza, it's a cheese pizza. And that's it. If you're putting vegetables, if you're putting anything other than meat, get it out of my face. It does not belong in a group setting. Maybe do that at like your little private, like if you want to go to, I don't know your little boutique pizza place strikes again. Yeah. Like order that on your own time. We're at a super bowl, dude. Like don't be ordering. So meat, the sausage, pepperoni, ham, sometimes chicken, Chicken, I'll get chicken on a pizza. That's weird. Bacon is good on a pizza. (laughs) Um, but it's gotta be meat. I mean, like, what do we do? If, if you want a salad, get a salad. I am not anti salad. I am just like, why put a salad on a pizza? Don't put the salad on the pizza. Get it on the side where this is a pizza. Like you can't make pizza healthy. You, you make it worse. (laughs) What are you doing? That's true. Um, I actually have, I used to be someone who would try to make pizza healthy. I'm going to be honest. And in the past, I think one of the biggest growths for me personally during quarantine is that I've accepted the only kind of pizza you should really get is cheese or pepperoni. That's it. That's or all like you did. one with prosciutto on yep. it or whatever, you know, like if you want to be fancy, if, but like that's what it comes If you're vegan to. and you come to my house and you're like, I want you to order, I guess if you're vegan, you're not coming to my house. <laughs> if you're vegan, get the hell out. Uh, I'm gonna mansplain yeah, vegan. If you're if you're vegetarian though, I'm a little more sensitive to vegetarians um, because I'm an animal lover myself. Uh, I I love them so much. I that's uh, stupid. <laughs> um, but if you're if that just if you're if you I'm sensitive to, to vegetarians. Vegans, not as much. Um, if you, uh, 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 oh my God. I'm, that, that is, uh, listen, I've gone Hollywood <laughs> in a lot of ways, Charlotte. I will not go vegan Hollywood. That, that is my promise to the American people. I stand before you today. Marina Del Mark. <laughs> Mark will not go vegan. Uh, but if you, if you don't want animal, if you don't want meat on your, say, on your pizza, <laughs> you don't want if you don't want animal on your pizza, that's what the cheese is for, Charlotte. We're not putting onions on our pizza. I don't care how much the onion. If you want onions on your pizza and you're coming to my house, bring your own onions. <laughs> bring your own onions. That's my announcement to my friend. We're putting meat on the pizza or we're putting nothing on the pizza. It's pizza, for God's sakes. I don't know whether I'm like losing my mind being alone in quarantine, but I'm crying. I'm, oh, my God. That was, that was the best pizza rant I've ever I'm, I'm passionate okay. about pizza. So Listen, you you're right. You're never going to please everybody yeah, you're with gonna a pizza get, order. And you're either going to get too much or too little. Too little. Yep, yep. You're going to screw something up. And... Some, something's gonna go uneaten. Like you, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the sausage, and you're like, I'm sure the boys will love the sausage, and then they're just like, No, nah, I just only like pepperoni, and then the sausage sits there, and nobody. Yeah, anyway, all right, moving on. Does Moses eat pizza? Does, does 
do you does moses eat pizza oh yeah Mo- moses will eat anything yeah, yeah so really just give moses the sausage yeah, there pizza. you go <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i have okay here's here's one that I feel very strongly about trying to get dressed when it's 60 degrees out. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a great one. You're either going to be too hot or you're going to be too cold and there is nothing you can do about it. You will make the wrong mm-hmm. decision. This, this is one where there is no there is no yeah. reward for me. I will the, always wear the wrong the thing. The only thing I'll say is you could go with the Midwestern man's uniform, which is a hoodie and shorts. That is... Jesus Christ, Mark. That is what Midwestern... That is... That, At 60 degrees? Midwestern men at any time, hoodie and shorts. You could wear my dad throw on a hoodie and short. It could be twelve degrees, hoodie and shorts. It could be eighty-one <laughs> degrees. He's like, I'll be a little hot, hoodie and shorts. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's the closest to but um, it, never punt that we're gonna get. That that, that is. The, but then you know, then at that point, you're the hoodie and shorts guy, and you kind of get branded as that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I don't know if you really want that. But I I, I agree it's with you. It's a high price to pay. I agree with you. It is, it is impossible. It is because uh, because it, it fluctuates too. If like the sun comes out, then suddenly it's like, oh, I'm sweating. You're spitzing. One cloud rolls through and you're freezing. It's like, yep. yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, yes. <laughs> what, what else did I have on my it's, list? It's a goddamn nightmare. Uh, I had the, the hug slash handshake slash getting dapped up. Like someone, oh my God, someone's walking How do you towards you. Somebody? Yeah. And you're, especially we had a, a shout out Doc Jones. He is the, the team doctor of the Ohio State basketball team. And he was there when I was there. And anyone, uh, any of my teammates listening, We'll, we'll probably pause the podcast because you're laughing thinking about Doc Jones doing this. He would always <laughs> greet you, Charlotte, with the biggest chicken wing you've ever seen. And he would come in. He'd be like, Mark, what's up, man? And he'd be up here with it. And, oh, you want to talk about like paralysis, analysis paralysis. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what's he doing? Where's he going with it? Because you could go into the hug. Yeah. You could just like, you know, dab one of those. You could just do a straight up handshake. And oh my God, every time Doc Jones would come and be like, what's up, man? I'd be like, was it, was it always the same result? Like, would he always do, or would he change it up? He would sometimes change it up. That's what was crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. That's just, that's mind games. That's and psychological torture. Charlotte, I tried, as I've gotten older, I have tried to adopt what you said or what you've been, uh, what you said earlier about like having a consistent plan with all of this. And yes. I've tried to just become a straight handshake guy. I've just tried to become like a, a, a dad, like oh, really? just a, like because not because I want to be, but because like it, it eliminates a lot of the guesswork. Because you have to choose something. If people know me as a handshake guy, they'll just be like, "Good to see you, nice to meet, whatever." Yep, yeah. It doesn't really work. It hasn't worked well, like listen, I wanted when to. When we when we finally get in studio and both test negative for COVID, I will gladly shake your hand, Mark. We're we gonna shake hands. Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> is, is do you hug? Like uh, it's. I don't know. COVID has made this know. easier, obviously, because people you're not meeting strangers and and dealing That's with that at the, the bar. Only but uh, good thing about COVID, but yeah, is that I don't have to wonder if I'm supposed to hug somebody or not. No matter what you decide, and then and then uh, you're like me, Charlotte. You you pick wrong. Your your days. Re- you, you're at a bar. A friend shows up with a friend that you haven't met yet. A friend of a friend. You're like, hey, well, uh, oh this God. is this is my buddy Jason. You're like, what's up, man? And you go. And Jason was going for the the you know the dap up, and you're just going for the handshake, and then you kind of like ah. In that I moment, just got a pit in my stomach. I should thinking just, about that moment. In that moment, I just want to leave and just go home and just be like, I'm gonna dwell on this anyway. So like, I might as well do it in private. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? I'm not gonna be yeah. able to have a conversation with you, Jason, because yeah. I'm too embarrassed by yeah. how I just messed that up. So. Yeah. 
I do that with weird things I say constantly. Oh my God. I mean, that's not even, I think high risk, high reward for me is just like speaking every day because <laughs> I know that I'm going to say something or text something or yeah. put something on the internet that I severely regret. And I'm going to think about it until I fall asleep. And then the next day I'm going to do something different. Like Marina so, Del Bay, you mean? Well, like saying that? <laughs> that one I actually, <laughs> I don't regret that. I stand by Marina Del Bay. But uh, okay, I'm going to read you. I'm going to go with my ultimate okay. high risk, high reward. Very easy to screw up. But if you do successfully do this, you're a hero, which is sliding into the DMs. That's great. Yeah. Because if yeah. you... If you successful, if you, there is truly, I believe there's truly nothing worse in the world than in DMing somebody. And this can be, this can be friend. This can be romantic. This mm -hmm. doesn't have, this doesn't have to be like trying to get with somebody. This can be sort of friend wise or professional or whatever. There's few things worse than sending a message and then having to see that message sit there, mm -hmm. either seen or read or not even acknowledged and but never responded to. Like, I feel a little sick describing that. Mm -hmm. But if it works, if they're happy to hear from you, you could end up with a new friend. You could end up with a professional opportunity. Yep. You could end up with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. You could like it, it, it is, it can be life changing. It can also be Terrifying. just the most mortifying thing yeah. in the entire world. Which is, and this is not an invitation to slide into either of our no, DMs. No, please don't. My, I think my, please don't do I that. I think my DMs are open. I don't even check them. But I, well, I leave them but, open just so I can like be a man of the people. But then I don't even, I don't even really read them. <laughs> well, uh, you can email us. Don't email slide us. into our yeah, DMs. Please, but you can please email. slide into the email. That is that yes. is that is a great pick. It it uh I I I I'm not just saying this because it sounds good, but I I I torture myself with with uh stuff as I just said. Like I I dwell yes. on things so I know. Yes don't send dms because you're gonna like it's gonna ruin your like i will sit there and think about in fact i've done it like three or four times never certainly never romantically i've i have never once in my life i can hand to god i have never once slid into a woman's dms and been like so wow <laughs> you Good look for great you um, not many men can say that i have slid into a woman's dms before but not mm -hmm. i it, it was uh i i don't want to give too much away but it's a semi-interesting story yes. and it's relevant to our interest so I, I won't say who it was but uh a, a woman in our our field we'll say uh -huh. um who I, I believe you know her um i i there, there was a relevant moment where uh, i've never met this woman i've never uh certainly never in person whatever it's not charlotte but uh <laughs> we're both aware of each other we both know each other yes. we both you know how this business works where yeah. like you kind of have like an online interactions but you don't really you're like internet them. friends but yes. you don't actually know them and something happened uh that was very relevant to me personally and her and uh i i dm'd her and referenced it and i was just like that was cool and that's all I said. And I just try and because wow. I felt like this shouldn't I shouldn't tweet it like this should be more private, whatever. Yes. And then she just DM me back a thumbs up emoji. And I felt like the biggest piece of shit <gasps> because I thought like, does she think I'm making oh, a move no. on this? Because I'm definitely not making a move, but I can only imagine like how many guys are trying to make a move. But like, I swear to God, I would in fact even if you took it as a move and you're like, yeah, let's go grab dinner. I'd be like, no, I don't do moves. Like, this is weird. 
Um, and it's haunted me right. to this day, Charlotte. So, uh, well, I wouldn't let that haunt you, Mark, because I think that it depends on like, I think that there is a weird etiquette, especially in this business of like, when do you tweet something? When do you do it publicly? I, when do you not? And if you just want to be like, hey, here's a thing that we both know we both care about, even though we don't really know each other. I think you did the best. In my mind, it was some banter back and forth coming. And then yes. I got the thumbs up and I was like, I read that as like, please leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm putting it, I see it. I see what you sent me. Please yeah. leave me alone. Please never send yeah. me anything again. I was like, yikes. Whoops. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I also just want to say, though, that like women can slide into DMs, too. Mm -hmm. And so this is not, you know, I, I think that um, I certainly understand the shame of a but, of a, a message gone wrong. Um, but it's also worked out for me. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's always the wrong thing. But if you think it might be the wrong thing, I don't think it works out for men. Like, I mean, I mean, it, it does, but like the, the other side of it is like, is that the kind of woman you want to attract is like, like if it does work, that's, that's why I don't do it, Charlotte. Cause like, if it were, if I DM women, I was like, Hey, you want to grab dinner? Like out of nowhere. I was like, what's up? I saw your Instagram. You look smoking. You want to grab a bite? And she's like, but yeah, if you do it that way, it's like weird. But, but if you're like, Hey, you seem nice. Oh, yeah, you want to get a drink. But, that's very different. She's going to say no, obviously. And then I'm going to be haunted by like, you idiot. Why would you think that would work? But if it does work, then I'm like, oh my God, what kind of woman is this? That like, well, just great. No, know? come on. It's not fair. Sometimes sometimes it can be just that you're like, great. And then it works out. But I, guess I right. also, I do think that the, the, the worst thing is if you do this and you try sliding into the DMs and you don't get a response at all. And then you see that person in real life. Yeah, yeah. It is. I guess. I guess my mind immediately just goes to if you're sliding in the DMs, it's just something just obscene and just like, sup, babe? Nice. Yeah, no, no. Nice and it doesn't have so, to be. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have that's, to that's be. There can be, there can be <laughs> a, a lovely way to do it, um, I, I, I have to say, but it is rare. And if it works out. I like, will say, if you're doing it. That's the key, That's the going for two. That's the if Matt LaFleur had scored a touchdown and gone for, for two, two. It's that rare yeah. that it works. I, uh, I will say, if you're doing, if you're sliding into DMs, for romantic purposes, there are two ironclad rules that you have to abide by. Number one is be attractive. Number two is don't be unattractive. <laughs> because if you're either, if, if you break either one of those rules, it comes across as creepy. If you are an attractive, <laughs> that's that's what my research is, has uncovered. That's so depressing. But you're not wrong. <laughs> it's true though. Like like women, the the, the 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 women friends I have will complain about guys that hit on them, and I just I'll stop them. I'll be like. If he was if he was smoking hot, would you have a problem with this? And they're like, of course not. I'm like, you're a hypocrite. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, this guy. No, no, so I'm no, at the bar and like this guy comes over and like trying to, oh, and it's just like, dude, I'm just trying to have a drink with my friend. I'm like, yeah, and I'm sure if he was hot and said he made $300,000 a year, then what would happen? Be like, it would be awesome. I'd go to dinner with him. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? Yeah, and you're like, okay, well. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Oh, oh I have one so more. So that's my ultimate, that's my ultimate one. I have one more uh, as to yeah. whether you're, no matter what you do, you're going to be wrong. Uh, buying GameStop stock. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that on the list. So 
no matter what you do, so what a story that is. That's hilarious. So I have been really obsessed with it. I actually learned about um, the stock market just so I could understand this story. And now I know what shorting is. I've heard it for years. I mm -hmm. watched the big short, still had still no really idea what yeah. technically what it was. And now I actually understand it. What's for I've also had a lot of time in this Airbnb to read Wikipedia yeah. articles <laughs> about day trading and the stock market. It's so, so good. It, it is the funniest. I, I, I have been loving following it and uh yeah i i'm semi-literate with that stuff so like i i mm -hmm. knew what was happening when it started happening but i also like okay. i'm not smart enough to like actually do anything about it and get in on it <laughs> you know which which is part of which is why it's on my list because uh the moment that i'm like hey i should get in on this i should ride this wave yeah <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna tank i know right because that is coming investing. it's just not gonna that's a high risk yeah, investing in general yeah so anyway right. uh all right is there anything else you want to read emails do you have any other notes to clean oh, yeah up? i've got two emails and then we'll get out of here um but we got messages for you mark um that i very much the people's sports podcast at gmail.com um don't let the two s's in there back to back throw you off um we got one from <laughs> Brandon Rivas, uh, who sent us this. <clears throat> hey, Char, Mose, and Titus. I listened to this pod and the one formerly known as Teed Up in the car while I'm driving my kids to and from swim practice. Shout out to Brandon's kids. Over the last few pods, Mr. Titus has said, gotcha, bitch, a few times. Yeah, my yes, 9 yeah. and 11-year-old have heard worse things from me coaching and are pretty good about not repeating the words they say. Oh, no. Fast forward to 1.49 p.m. on January 26th oh, no. when I hear my 11-year-old laugh at someone over Xbox Live and then say, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Needless to say, I have never been so conflicted with pride for trash talk oh, to no. utter fear when I hear my wife yell from the other room demanding who just said that. Wanted to pass this along as my final okay. words before my untimely demise, go Big Blue. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I apologize. Um... That is from that the way I, I I have been saying that a lot. Does this happen to you, Charlotte? Like you you get like a phrase in your head, and then like you just kind of you latch onto oh, it, yeah. and then you yeah. Um, I say I'm not a doctor far too often. Yeah. And this one, I I watched the Dave Chappelle stand up recently, where he 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 says that we're uh, what, what was the bit where he he does he does a, oh, yeah. he does the gotcha bitch line, and I the way he delivers it's so funny, and it just like sticks it's in my so head that funny. Um, it's so funny. Yes, yeah, so I've been sitting. I think Brandon. I just want to say, Brandon, that I first of all I appreciate that. Also, I think as far as tra thank you for writing to us. As far as trash talk goes, like that's a pretty funny thing. That's for pretty funny. Yeah. To say. I, I also remember the first time I deliberately swore, like chose that I was going to swear, and it was I called someone a bitch in eleven in when I was eleven. Um, not to. I think I called a teacher. I was talking. I was walking with my friend to class, and I was like. She's such a bitch. And I was like, oh, oh, I did it. I remember. So I think it's a good starter swear. My, my, but don't, I don't think you should call people that. I don't think that's very nice. I try not to. The time I got that feeling is uh, I was arguing with my friends in second grade about football. And uh, <laughs> I said the phrase of the Chargers suck. I remember it was the Chargers. I said the Chargers suck. And then I heard the word suck come out of my mouth. And I was like, if my parents know I just said that the, the San Diego Chargers <laughs> suck, I am going to be grounded forever. <laughs> So then I was like, Brandon, Brandon, promise me you won't tell my parents I said the S word. <laughs> Can you imagine like, like my parents get a call and they're like, we heard Mark was saying the S word. And they're like, my parents are like, you, wh why are you saying shit? Who taught you that word? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no I said no. suck. <laughs> 
Anyway, okay, that's my a apologies. Great one. Was it Brandon? Is that what you said? Brandon was the Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, but but also shout out to your kids. But also gotcha, bitch. <laughs> also gotcha, bitch. <laughs> okay, um, here is one. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo. Okay, here we go. Dear Charlotte and Titus. Um, sorry, it's a long email. I'm going to read that. Okay. Dear Charlotte and Titus, blah, 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 blah. He says very nice things. This is from Connor Quigley. Thank you, Connor. Um, but then he goes last. Speaking of gas-powered leaf blowers, <laughs> can we talk about people who mow their lawns at 8 a.m.? If I am ever a mayor, the first ordinance I am passing is one that outlaws mowing lawns or leaf blowing until at least noon. Also, mm. shout out to dads who think New Balance is too expensive and rock the Walmart $15 pair of shoes like mine. <laughs> Ever hopeful, Connor Quigley. Yeah, the, the, the only thing is this, that mowing in the middle of the day um again this is this is this is dad talk with with because uh, i was a homeowner in ohio i used to have to mow my grass all the time uh yeah mowing in the middle of the day is a bitch especially in the summer because the, the <laughs> it's so hot and then i think there's like an ozone there or at least there used to be like there's a campaign of like don't you have to mow at these times to save the earth and like all that sort of thing um so but even then charlotte like the best time to mow your grass is at night like right as the sun is setting it, it on a sunday after football like right before the sunday like the the after i'm i'm, I'm doing it off of east coast time like right after the maybe the second wave of games isn't that good you get out there you mow your grass you get done you sit down you see al and chris come on the tv for sunday night football that is the the, the sun is setting like that is the time i think you're supposed to mow your grass. whoever's doing it at 8 a.m especially on a weekend you're waking up at like if you're waking up at seven a.m. to mow your grass on a Saturday, get out of here, get the hell out of here, be gone, we're, be gone. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna be need gone. this clip. I'm gonna need this on the internet. Can we do a, can we do right. a Father's Day special? Yes. Just, oh my God, our Father's Day show is gonna be three hours long. Where I, a man who has no children, just and talk I, about, a woman yeah, who <laughs> is not ever going to be a dad. Yeah, just talk about how all the dad how stuff. To be a dad. Yeah, how to be a dad. Um, is that it? That's those are the emails? That's the episode. Yeah, that's those awesome. are the emails. So. Uh, my, anyway. my final thing I want to say is uh, Virginia basketball is good, Charlotte. I just yes, wanted to bring that to get, your attention. I need that, to get back on. Yeah. When's the next game? They play Saturday. Saturday. They got a big one. They play Virginia Tech. Big rivalry game. Oh, damn. At Virginia okay. Tech. Virginia Tech's well, pretty listen, good. They've won, I'm going to be in my Airbnb. They've won, 15, they've won 15 ACC games in a row, which is a program record. This would be this would set the new yeah. record. They've tied their record. But Mark, so, uh, big game coming Saturday. What if... I watch and they lose. It's your fault. That's why I'm telling you to watch. Am I the problem? Yeah. Then do I have to not be a fan? Yeah, what I'm, what I'm telling you is like I'm getting back on the bandwagon. So if they lose, people are going to blame it on me, which is why I'm trying to put you on the bandwagon. Oh, you, see, you I'm trying to foice the blame onto you is what I'm trying to do here. All right. Yeah. I'll, take, you know what? I'll take that high risk, high reward. Huh? <laughs> there you go. If they Double win, circle. it's because of me. <laughs> if they lose, it's because of me. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh... That's it, I Go guess. Lose. That's the show. Um, yeah. See you guys next week. See you next week. <laughs>